Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals Podcast. Today is the 21st of July, 2022. And on today's show, we discuss more of the Juan Soto situation because it's all anybody can talk about right now. And we'll give out some first half awards for the Washington Nationals. That's coming up on today's show. Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Glasses were on, you know, just reading the latest rumor about the Nationals. Uh, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your First lesson every single day. Uh, uh, you guys can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Really, I, I told you guys going into this week that, that the, or going into, you know, right now in the week, that my plan was to do a, you know, a, a winners, a winners and losers, MVP, LV, LVP, biggest surprise, positive, negative for the Washington Nationals going in, into the second half of the season. But, you know, all that's been been blown up. And one thing I've noticed during this entire time has been Nats fans have kind of banded together, whether it's been on Twitter, whether it's been on you know, the comment section, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, it's been a rough year, and so Nats fans are trying to find things to hold on to. Obviously, right now, with all the Juan Soto news, you know, everybody is trying to poach a, a guy that we have watched growing up before our eyes. We watched him grow up and win a championship. A lot of you all out there Watch him grow, you know, watch him grow up for your team and win a championship and almost win an MVP and be a two-time all-star and watch him deal with a tough, a tough season and win a home run derby. And there is such a strong emotional attachment to him. He is not the lightning rod that a Bryce Harper was or even is. I don't think Bryce is anymore. Bryce younger Bryce was that. Nats Bryce especially. You know, um, he's he's not that guy. He really is. And I know he does the shuffle and whatnot, but you know, it seems like a great young dude seems like a guy who loves the game. Obviously, he's a great player, family oriented. You saw his family the night. You know, you saw Dave Martinez giving his dad a hug. You know, just everything about him is fantastic, and we love it. And um, what has crept into that as of late is the business side of things. It's the Scott Boris part of it. It's the Nats ownership part of it. It's the Mike Rizzo part of it. It's all of that. And it's you know the other teams. I mean, how you know. I got people sending me um, stuff from, you know, unless there are reporters out there who, like, are by design unverified. I don't know many of them. A lot of the you know, reporters, people I trust are verified. Um, and even some verified. I'm, I'm verified on Twitter. Like, I don't, you know, I never pretend to report news, ever. It's not, it's not my wheelhouse. I'm not going to act like I have the sourcing network to do it. But um, you all listen to me. I, you know, I, I never say I know sources i always think i think my opinion is i feel all right that i like to use those words any of you guys are college ball fans i get those from the, the split zone do a podcast always about i think i feel and then I, I know is the one when you actually do know something and i'm not saying i know anything about this entire situation but i got people sending me all kinds of tweets i got people sending me graphics i got people saying you know uh, uh, trade possibilities it's all happening right now. i got people our man, our man, Lucas Smith, asking me for one. Soto pitched, and obviously, you don't know why. But, like, you know, everybody is a 
about Soto right now. And it, it's all about that. And, and guys, I'm seeing stuff like the Cubs. Should the Cubs trade for Juan Soto? Hell no, the Cubs should trade for Juan Soto. What are you talking about? What, the Ricketts are going to open the pocket, pocketbooks now after the fans complain about them being cheap, you know, for all eternity? No, they're not going to do that. No, no. You know, Mariners, people talk, talking about, hey, can we trade for Juan Soto? I saw a Rays article today about Juan Soto. You know, obviously the Yankees. And I saw Cardinals trades that involved Strasburg contract and Corbin's contract. No, you're not going to, you know, just diminishing the value of the return here. And so this this is, you know, it's all over the place. And I know for Nats fans, it is really difficult because we do love that guy. And look, you know, y'all have heard my opinions. I'll say it one, you know, right here one more time. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you guys my full layout. This is where I am right now. Now, Thursday, July 21st, 2022. Do I think one Soto gets traded before the deadline? No, I do not. If, if he were to get traded, I believe it would be this offseason. I think, think, I think, once again, I think, I feel, I know, I think the Nationals, if you know, if they're up for sale, would probably get sold by this offseason, all right? I personally think, and some people disagree with this, that if that's the case, I think the new ownership group should be the ones to make the choice. I thought somebody made a really, uh, you know, a valid point to me on Twitter today, uh, Ronnie on Twitter, saying, disagree, a tweet I had a couple days ago, what new owners would want to buy a team and have this, uh, would new owners want to buy this team and have the cloud hang over their heads immediately and then be the ones to trade their franchise star? That's, uh, that's why such a deal will never, it will happen sooner rather than later, so. Sorry, Mr. Tweet. I don't have the glasses on there, uh, but I don't still want to, you know, kill you guys with the reflection off the glasses. So, look, like I get that, but also at the same time, I think that's why they want to do it. Like, if new ownership came in and, and tried to find a deal and, and and couldn't make it work, and then traded Juan Soto for a really good, good prospect haul, which it's going to take, like that's a vision for the franchise, is it not? If, if new ownership comes in, negotiates. It doesn't work. Trades gets a haul and says, "This is what we're working with. We're willing to spend money. We're going to work from here." It might take some time, but with a Yankees haul, a Mets haul, just whatever haul you want to go with, a Padres haul, whatever it is, is saying we're going to work from here. Let's start. Let's go to work. That's a vision you can buy in if you see the actual proof that they're trying to, you know, trying to make something happen. I've said. For a long, uh, for a while now, talked to other people. I've run this by some folks. Ten years, four hundred million is fair. It's a fair offer. It's three less than Scherzer, three million less. It's seven years longer. All right, and that was the number that we heard from John Heyman was brought up. Four hundred million dollars for ten years gives one side of the chance to sign another contract. It's a forty million dollar AAV. It's in the ballpark. I think that's a range we can deal with. If you want to go twelve. For 480, I'm there too. I'm right there with you. 12 for 480 is nearly half a billion dollars. But the idea of one soda at 14 years for the Max Scherzer money, 14 years for 43 million dollars is going to push you over 600 million. 600 million dollars from Soto is what you'd be pushing that number over at that point in time. I don't know if I can stomach that. Maybe a new ownership group could. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not 
future one baseball players is worth that much. But if somebody else thinks he does and thinks they are, and they're willing to give you a big prospect haul and something that you maybe think you can begin to build with, it might be the right call. But I'm willing, I think a next ownership group should be the ones to make that call. You can make the case sure. You can wipe the slate clean. That's my be the way you want to go, all right? And what the donors should take over there. And I don't think any fan base is going to be upset. I will, at least, excuse me, I don't think the national fan base personally should be upset if Juan Soto gets a 14-year offer, or excuse me, a 12-year offer, 10-year offer, around $40 million. He turns that down and they say, okay, that is, you know, this is a bridge too far. This is a bridge too far. And I know it's a lot of money at that point you're saying, you know, what's, what's the extra, whatever. No, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, this this stuff matters. But I'm going to give you guys the exact number so I can make sure I nail this thing. Uh, 14 times uh, 43. Read that one more time. $602 million. All right? $602 million is what one Soto would require for a decade-long plus four extra years contract to play for the Nationals. Six $602 million, the better side of half a bill, you know, 60% of the million dollars for the next 14 years, okay? In my opinion, a player is not worth that much money. You can give me, once again, 12 for 40. 12 for 40, we can do, all right? 12 years, $40 million a year, that gets you to 480. So we're approaching $500 million player, but we're, we're high up there in AAV. Look, the Mets are only paying Max Scherzer that much money because he's old. They wouldn't. The Mets would not sign up for a contract that big if it was more than three years. They they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't be there. Now you know uh, maybe they will for a Juan Soto. Maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. But I I don't see a 14 for 43 out there. I don't see uh, you know maybe 10 for 43 makes sense. You know 430 still is a little bit over over what I'm thinking, but still 10 for 430 is I I think it's. Probably actually, eventually, where, where, where that money, where that dollar figure ends up. But uh, for me right now, you know, at, 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 at where, where we're at, like, let new ownership decide this. That's what I think should happen. That, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that's, that, that's what's going to happen. You know, I know they're fielding trade offers, all this stuff. But for me, I've laid it out to you all. I think he will not get traded right now. The Nationals should wait. There's no point. His value doesn't drop. They've got two years left on him. They've got plenty of time to do this and plenty of time for either the current regime or the next regime. I should, I believe it's the next regime to offer a new contract. The sidebar to this conversation is that the reason a lot of this is happening, and I'm sorry it's taken me 11 minutes to get here, but everybody's fired up right now. I'm fired up. I'm tired of seeing you know, all, all this stuff across my timeline is because think about who are the other big guys in the market. There's nobody else big on the market. So you know why it's getting pushed right now? People want this to happen because it's big time. Because guess who the biggest bat that gets traded will be this offseason or this, this, this season? Oh, it's, it's the Nationals' Josh Bell. That's the biggest bat we've got going that we're hearing about right now. I mean, who are the big bats? Who are the big arms? Luis Castillo with the Reds has been mentioned. Josh Bell and Ben Benintendi are the best. Nelson Cruz is up there in terms of bats on the market as well. So I think because of that, people are reaching, trying to find the guys that are on the market. I mean, last year, guys, the, the Nationals alone traded two players 
who were who would have been the biggest players in the market this year when they traded Max Scherzer away and when they traded Trey Turner away. Those were two of the biggest guys on uh, on the market. They either one of those would be the biggest guy on the market this year. They traded away them together in the same trade. So I think for the Washington Nationals, you know, I think a lot of this is. It's been pushed. He's out there. He just won the home run derby. There's a story about the planes, which I do not look. That plane stuff, guys. I do not care about that. That sh- should not matter. Negotiation. If you come to the table and you say we're upset about a plane not being chartered for a million, you know, a guy who's making, uh, let's say, eight figures a year at one set of is, and an agent who's made, you know, I mean, Scott Boris's bottom line his career good lord who knows what that is and they're upset the nationals didn't charter that plane give me a break give me a break what a joke seriously you're upset the nets oh that's didn't get him that plane look i mean you're negotiating a half a you know you have a million dollar dollar contract you go to the bank and take out a loan to get that plane because the bank you're about to get a you know you're about to get half a billion dollars save me that if that stuff ruins the negotiations at all, that gets the way of business. Scott Boris isn't the business that we think he is. He's not. If that's in the way of this, so come on now. Let's let, let's save that. Uh, you know, maybe this Boris is pushing that out there. Some more people call or whatever it is, but like, or public opinion turns against the Nationals. Come on now. I mean, we're we're, we're getting mad at the Nationals for that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not. You know, I think the Nationals have mismanaged a lot of the last few years. I've been pretty honest about that on this show. Y'all have heard me say that, okay? Uh, that is not on, I, you know, like, <laughs> this This is what we're mad about? Seriously? Like, it's on them, but, like, it's, it's, not a, it's not a huge deal at all. So I think that a lot, you know, a lot of this stuff's getting blown out of the water. It's, you know, making people say, oh, that's the one anymore, trying to fire up the trade machine, make some offers, all this kind of stuff. But to me, folks, I think it's a whole lot of, um, I think it's a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of you know, extra stuff with that so you guys know where i sit look if i'm wrong about this about where you know where and when one settle gets traded i'll eat crow on it but i just don't think it's time for the nationals to panic and make this call because you know what we're not gonna we, when it comes when july or uh excuse me when, when january and february roll around this summer you know we're not gonna sit there we, we might not be sitting here and talking about the same ownership group we might not be you know we might, we might be somebody else it could be ted leonsis for all we know out there, you know, t- talking to us about the ownership of the Nationals in the direction of the franchise. So that's why I think that this is going to be paused. And I've been out there about that. It's on WSA 9. It's a great place to get more Nets content. I put it out there on Locked On today uh, with Kai. You know, I, I, I put it out there everywhere. I, I have been I have been out here. You know, I have been everywhere saying this, and it's just my thought. So that's where I'm at. I know a lot of Nats fans out there are frustrated, but Look, I think this is one of those deals where you know baseball is a long season, long sport. There's no reason for the Nats to rush this. They can rectify a situation. Juan Soto's talking about the new owners. This is there. There are bridges they could cross because here's the thing: after August second is over, once the trade deadline's passed, all right. Who the only people Scott Boris can be, you know really honestly negotiate with at that point in time to give Soto, uh, you know, a deal right then. It's the Nationals. So is he just going to wait August, September, October until you know we can start figuring things out again? No, I mean if the Nationals make a move in terms of ownership and can offer something else, I, I think they will to Juan Soto. So you guys know my dollar figures. You guys know where I'm at in terms of uh, ownership. You guys know where I'm at in terms of the timeline. So I know it's been difficult. I know it's been a whole lot. Um, 
there are some fan, there are some teams out there like, hey, the Yankees, like their fans, you know, I get that. If you're putting, working today at SiriusXM, my other job with Dennis Vinci today, and the Yankees fan talking about, you know, love to see Soto at Nationals Park. We can't resign Judge. And I think we have a lot to offer. Or we shouldn't resign Judge, is what he said. And I think we have a lot to offer in the prospects department. That, that makes sense. Like, I get why you're pushing for it. Mets fans, I get why you're pushing for it. Cardinals fans, I understand why you're pushing for it. I mean, not as much. I understand why you're pushing for it. Padres fans, I get that. It makes sense. I'm just telling you guys from a Nats perspective, you know, from covering this team all year long, it's not one of the situations where I think they're going to rush this thing. So that's where we are with Juan Soto. It's 17 minutes in. We're still on the Soto. You guys want some of my Nats MVPs from the first half. We'll get to those. We'll do it after a word from our sponsors. Today's show, Glasses On, is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Sports Card Investor is the best place for you guys to get involved in the sports card game. Uh, you guys can look up cards for players like Luis Garcia, uh, for Josiah Gray, for K Bear Ruiz. Track their, their value. You guys can see if it goes up, if it goes down, all of those things. Right now, you guys, once again, it's called the Sports Card Investor app. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available free. Google Play and Apple uh, stores today. Once again, sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. All right, folks. So I have Nets MVPs. I have an LVP. I have a most surprising positive. I have most surprising negatives. That's how we'll wrap the show today. That's MVP. I mean, who are we kidding? It's Josh Bell. Josh Bell this year, 311, 390, 895 OPS. There's splits for you. Versus lefties, 301 is what he is hitting in 121 at-bats. Against the righties, 317. So Josh Bell this year has been terrific. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. And even in this 2019 season, a bit more productive on the power side of things. But that season, he was 224 against the lefties. So once again, an equal opportunity hitter right now is Josh Bell. And um, drove in more runs back in 19. But the team's you know, a little better. He's, you know, and it's Pirates, but still, you know, not a great team. But, you know, I mean, that's the worst team in baseball now. So <laughs> that's where we're at with this. Uh, but this year, he's a more consistent player. So he has been the best so far this year. An LVP, it has to be Patrick Corbin. 4-12 with a 5.87 ERA, 91 Ks, and a 1.7 whip in 99 and two-thirds innings this year. The thing is about Corbin is that I think the defense is better behind him. He would be better, which is totally fair, totally sure. But he, the, the Nets are 4-15 and 15 this year in games that he has started. So I know it's not always on the starting pitcher, but the Nats aren't winning games when he pitches. So I think that's something to mention. Maybe the Nats would be better if, if um, you know, if he was – maybe if the Nats were better, he would be better. But I think it's – you know, he generally speaking, he's not performed very well. Biggest positive, uh, surprise, Carl Edwards Jr. Nobody else wanted Carl Edwards, and now he's come out and performed – so well this season and I've been really impressed by the way that he has pitched you, you know you talk about a guy when he has bad outings he's always good at bouncing back case in point on Carl Edwards Jr. was that first start that he had against the Mets this year yeah it didn't go very well for him but after that what happened you know he ends up racking up I mean uh, so that first inning that he pitched in that month it was uh three innings that he uh, three runs that he gave up uh, three earned runs in one inning, and then rips off 
you know, another uh, 10 appearances in the month where he doesn't give another run, starts off the next month, another four appearances where no runs, and then had two rough outings back-to-back, but then puts together another eight appearances where he does not give up. Let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight. Yeah, eight appearances with no runs, back-to-back Pittsburgh tough outing, uh, and then start the month tough outing against Miami, then clean inning, clean inning, a clean inning third, clean inning, two innings clean. So this guy, if he has his rough patches, bounces back in such an impressive way, a definite trade asset at the deadline. I expect him to be moved. And he's mentioned he's cool with that because the Nationals, they made a move for him to get him back in the league. Final guy, surprise in a bad way. I would say it has to be Riley Adams, not just because of the performance, but really just the lack of reps, not getting the amount of reps. And part of that is because at first base, Josh Bell has been so good. There's no reason to try and you know move somebody else over there, but just 78 ABs on the year and not hitting very well. Also, you know, you want to mix him in with the catching position behind K bear Ruiz, but still not going as well for a guy that I, I thought could have had a nice season. Although kind of felt like the odd man out, um, but you know, he has been, uh, he has been more often than not, he has been that way. So, uh, all right. Thank you all for listening. I know we're ranting, but I had to get the one set of stuff off my chest. We hadn't recorded since I think it was Tuesday. as the last time that we recorded, uh, cause yesterday's show, we, you know, we pre-recorded. So had to get that out there about the one Soto stuff, not feeling great about the way it's just been talked about. And y'all know my position. Wanted you guys to know it went one more time where we're at. I'll stick by it. I'll stand by what I say. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can find the show or get your podcast. You guys can find us on YouTube as well. Next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.